0: So how do you create your dream business that creates generational wealth for you and your family and fulfills your true calling and purpose in life and do what you truly love and make the world a better place without feeling burnt out or sacrificing that special time with your family and friends? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. Hi, I'm Elena Ducas, and I'm a founder and CEO of BossyHeels.com. And every week I will bring you insights to answer that question. You see, for the last 20 years, I have bought and sold over 50 companies worth over 10 billion US dollars. And I have seen what works and what doesn't, what sells and what doesn't. Why is it one company on the surface of it looks amazing, celebrity status, huge following, private jets and champagne parties? But actually, underneath it all, the founder is hating his business, hating his clients, trapped within his business, can't scale, can't exit, and his business is worth zero without them. And I have been advising top companies, founders, CEOs, coaches, experts, consultants, how to set up a business that creates consistent cash flow, consistent high-ticket sales, with you or without you thriving with you or without you and that's what you will learn in this podcast hello hello i'm super excited today we have a very special episode today i have holly haynes with me today and we're going to talk about all sorts of things a lot about productivity how to achieve more in less time how to balance it all the family the kids the business So I think you'll find this super helpful, but first let's dive in. Holly,
1: I'd love you to introduce yourself. Yeah, hi, thank you so much for having me. Uh, So my name is Holly Haynes. I'm actually from Columbus, Ohio. So over here in the United States, Uh, I built a very full-time business, six plus figure business in two years during the pandemic while working full-time. So the majority of my background is actually Fortune 500 strategy consulting. It's what I did for years. And realized sort of as I, you know, worked my way up to what I thought was like the end all be all goal, that it's not really what I thought it would be. Like, I can remember having this moment of like, I had the office and I had the window and it had a door that shut and like people could come in and they could like make appointments with me. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is the thing. And then I was like, no, this is like nothing that I ever thought it would be. Uh, So I sort of got this little itch to you know, start something on my own and started with a podcast in January of 2020. Uh, very organically, just sharing the knowledge that I had about how to build a business and how to do it in small increments of time because that's all I had. Um, I should mention, I also have twins. So we have a lot going on in our family and it just sort of organically grew from there. And I know people are like, how does that like organically happen? And that's what I like to teach is like how to really, Use what you already know and what your, in my case, corporate experience is to build a business to help others. But most importantly, have that like time and schedule freedom that you don't get when you have the corporate office with a door and a window <laughs> that I wanted so badly. So that's a little backstory.
0: Yeah. And was that the moment, was it like one day where you just, you know, because I guess a lot of people may be finding themselves in similar situations right yeah. now or getting there. So I think that this is where it's going to be super. People can really relate to this. Uh, was it a moment that you thought, wow, this is all I ever wanted. Why doesn't it feel satisfied? Why doesn't it yeah. feel good?
1: I mean, I'm a... a- workaholic by trade. Like that's what I like to work. Like it makes me feel good. I mean, I, in the U.S. I feel like that's how you introduce yourself. It's like, what's your job? What do you do? Um, and so I just kept following the path. Like I went to college, I got my master's degree. Like I kept getting the jobs, I kept getting the promotions. And then I finally just got to this level and I was like, but I don't want to do this. Like it just didn't, like, it wasn't satisfying. And it's not like I didn't enjoy the work, but I was almost bored. Like it was like, I have to do this again. And if I'm going to, you know, drive 30 minutes and be away from my kids and work 60 hour weeks, which in the consulting world is pretty normal. Uh, I wanted it to be way more meaningful. Like I wanted it to be worth it. Uh, so I think for me, like having the twins and really thinking about like, what impact do I want to make? And if I am going to be away, like I better be doing something that is Meaningful to me and somebody else also.
0: That is so true. I think there's something that happens when we have children, isn't it? It's like this whole yeah. revalue system. It's like, what? Why? Why am I? Why is it? Am I doing it? Is,
1: yeah. Well, it's hard too, right? I mean, I had twins, and so it's like I had two babies, and like trying to work and be in the office, and it's like, you know, it's going to be hard. But if it's going to be hard, it needs to be hard for the right reasons. Um, and it just wasn't like driving me the way that it should. Amazing. And why podcast? Why was your next step podcast? That's a great question. I think it's because I didn't know. So I knew that I had this like corporate experience. I have a master's in strategy, but I was like, are people going to care about that? Like, does that really matter? And so what people kept asking me was, well, how are you balancing? I hate the word balance. How are you prioritizing? like family and work and business. And so that's what I started talking about was just like how we were sort of just going through the motions, which at the time my kids were in kindergarten. We were now doing like virtual school. The world was shutting down. Like it was like a super weird period. And I was just very honest about like, hey, here's what we're doing. Here's what our day looks like. Like here's how I'm building this business. Here's why I decided to do it. And it was just a platform to almost build the community first. Um, before coming out with like all the products and things like that.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. I guess, of course, your message is so, by the way, I've got, <laughs> we've recently moved house. So I've got, you know, the worst time Electrician is now <laughs> working in the background. Um, but uh, what I love about your message is how to
1: actually achieve this in what,
0: seven hours a week?
1: Yeah. So the method that I teach is actually how to run your business in eight to 10 hours a week. And I will say, like, I have since left my corporate job um, and I still try to stick to that schedule. I mean, I work a little more than 10 hours now, but I built the whole thing because that's all the time that I had. I basically had one to two hours a day in between all the things with life that are happening. And so I was like, okay, like I'm going to create a framework that I can follow consistently every single week. That's going to include how to market yourself, how to build something how to have like a long-term strategy. And so I teach women how to do that. I don't want to say pockets of time because there are times when you need more than 20 minutes to work on something, Um, but really sticking to that eight to 10 hour week framework and then being able to use it long-term because if you you leave your job or start a different job, like you don't want to work more, that's not the goal. Uh, So really figuring out how to maintain that long-term.
0: Yeah. And I love that. And I truly kind of believe in this idea of really building the business in a way that you wanted, because if you're not careful, yeah. and my background, of course, emerged in acquisition. So I have seen many times where yeah. people just so hating their business because they were not intentional about it. The truth is they're very successful in making a lot of money, but the end result, the money is like worth nothing because they have no time freedom. Right. And the money is too expensive for them. I mean, they're literally trying to get out of their company, but all mainly because they were just not intentional. And what I love about what you've created is really at the start, you kind of were in the situation where you didn't have other choice, but in a way it's been how you've designed it. And I think a lot of, especially women, especially working women, especially female entrepreneurs, this is so relevant, what you're talking yeah.
1: about. So yeah, I always say... Saying- in- Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I always say design your dream schedule now. Cause like why wait, you know, five years from now. So for me, that meant like, okay, maybe Monday mornings, I'm just going to move my meetings till noon because ideally my dream schedule is to only work three days a week, but I can't tell my boss like, Hey, you know, it's my CEO day. I can't meet with you right now. She's going to be like, no, that's not a thing. But I could like very strategically say, Hey, can we move this till noon? Which for me meant that I had time from eight to 12 where I could do what I needed to do. And so I always say like, what tiny steps can you take right now to design that dream schedule and start living it so that you can actually experience, Oh, that was really amazing. Like having three hours on a Monday morning took all the stress off of Sunday I had some time to actually like have some white space and think through things. And the week was just like awesome. And it's just like one little tiny step. And if you do that over time, then your dream schedule actually becomes your real schedule, but you're not waiting, you know, 10 years from now to actually get there. I love them. And
0: what are your big priorities? Like, what is your framework? What do you suggest our listeners right now? Who's like, wow, I would love to condense my work or think about more yeah. strategically, more intentional about their work schedule. What would you recommend them do?
1: Yeah. So I actually call it CEO week. And it's just like this whole mindset that you're in charge of your schedule. Um, and I start with what I call theme days. And so when I was building my business, I only had like I said, an hour or two a day. And so I picked one theme that I was going to do for that day. So like, as an example, Wednesdays are podcast days on Wednesday. I had two hours, every single thing I did in that, you know, time that I had to work was podcast related. It was pitching, it was writing, it was marketing. I wasn't switching tasks. So it was saving me time. And in my head, it was really simple because I knew, Hey, it's Wednesday, it's podcast day. Um, Tuesdays as an example are always content days. So I knew if I only had an hour on Tuesday, I'm going to write as much content as I can, which I was just telling client this, if you batch your content, you don't have to write content every day, which is like instant freedom, right? Because nobody wants to do that. So I knew going into my week, Tuesday's content day, Wednesday's podcast day at eventually I had one-on-one clients. So Thursday was one-on-one client day. Um, and so I would just set themes around what I wanted to accomplish. So, you know, if you want to create a website or you're maybe launching a funnel or whatever phase of business you're in, I would just create a theme around that and say, okay, Friday's funnel day. I'm going to work on my funnel. Or um, my favorite time is actually Saturday mornings because my kids are sleeping and I can get like a two or three hour block of time in. So like, that's when I would like build my course or do something creative, but that was my theme. And then, you know, Sunday would be like a family day. So you could have like personal themes and business themes, but it just made it really, really simple. So if you have limited time, you're super focused, but you're super consistent because let's just take podcasting as an example. If you're, let's say pitching, you know, five podcasts a week, like that momentum over time is going to add up. And it's not stressful because, you know, like every Wednesday at 10 a.m. I'm going to pitch five podcasts and then I'm done. Um, so I just tried to keep it as simple as possible.
0: Yeah. And how do you deal with this idea that there's always more you can do? There's always 10 podcasts you can pitch. There's- <laughs> I know, right? There's, there's never an end to this kind of an activity.
1: I mean, it's kind of like life, I think, is <laughs> like there's just like the to-do list never ends. Um I go back to, you have to keep it simple and you have to be consistent. And for me, if I do too much or I work too much or I burn out, then I, I'm not consistent and I'll stop. So the whole going into this, like building a business in the time that I did, I was like, my whole goal is to be consistent. And one of my favorite quotes is consistency trumps talent. You don't have to be the best in the game. You have to stay in it. So my question would be, if your goal, let's say is to pitch five podcasts a week, how many people will actually do it for a full year? No, probably like 1%. Like, no one will actually do it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Like, I'm, and I did. Um, and I think that's why we saw growth so quickly. But it, I mean, what does it take like a half hour to pitch five people? Like, it's so it's not hard, it's just consistent. And so I would ask myself every day, what's the one thing that I need to do to stay consistent and wh- where I'm at with my goals? Um, so I think it's probably more discipline than anything. Um, it's not like this super fancy strategy. It's just like sticking to what you said you were going to do. So
0: powerful. And it's so powerful as well. But I think I think this is it because. And also, it gives you permission not to be perfect because if your goal is yeah. to be consistent, you doesn't have to be good. No. It doesn't have to be. It does not matter. That doesn't come into the equation. And I know a lot of, especially our listeners, and every, you know everyone struggles with this idea of perfectionism. What if it's not good enough? Can it go out? Can I publish it? Well, actually, if your objective is consistency, that doesn't matter because you right. measure success whether you showed up or not.
1: Right. So one week, you know, maybe you're having a really bad week and you're like, I'm just going to pitch two. Okay. That's fine. But at least you did something. Right. And so you're like consistently being consistent with what you said you were going to do.
0: Yeah. I absolutely adore that. Absolutely adore it. And what I love also about your story is actually the way you started is documenting your journey. So it really was a documentation where you took people along on it. Uh, And then they saw your growth as well, because your podcast is amazing. Like it's, it's incredible. So you, you should feel incredibly proud of what you've achieved in the business that you have built. It's incredible.
1: Yeah. I mean, one of my, I think, standby tactics of growth is to just be like very open and honest where you're at. Like what I talk about now on podcasts is very different than what I talked about two years ago. I mean, I think my first episode was like, Uh, What does your morning routine look like? I love a good morning routine. I'm not sure that's like the platform that I want to build my entire business on, but it was like a place to start. And it's what we were sharing at the time. Um, And so I've just been like very open about, Hey, here's what we're trying and here's what we're doing. And even with my clients now, I'm like, Hey, here's what we're, what's working and here's what's not working. And like, I always joke, like, I don't have TikTok yet. And everyone's like, how do you not have that? And I was like, well, I don't want a business on social media. Like, that's not my goal. Doesn't mean that I'll never get on it. Um, but like, I'll, I share that. Like, I, I don't want to post 10 times a day. I mean, maybe I'll have to here, but that's not my goal. So I just like to share like, you know, where we're at and what we're doing and what's working. And I think people relate to like you being a, a real person and not like a business robot all the time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And is podcast is the best way how you're bringing people and leads and clients into your world? Has that been working really well for you?
1: Yeah, I would say the podcast is definitely where we sort of built um, the community aspect of it. So, you know, obviously, it's a, a great platform for people to get to know you, they hear your voice, they hear your story, they can relate to you. Um, And then I'm a big funnels fan, like because I have a strategy background, like to me, that just makes sense. And I always say it's facts, not feelings. So to me, having like email sequences and funnels and using data to figure out like, hey, what are people looking at? Where are they coming from? What are they asking for? And then we've sort of built off of that. Um, so it's probably more of a strategic surprise approach, but that's what my background is. And so it's like, I don't want to say easy for me, but it's like my comfort zone. Um, and so I, I try very hard to really just pay attention to the data and what people are asking and saying, and then build off of that.
0: Yeah. And by the way, if you want to see a really good funnel, I think people should join and we'll definitely link it up in the comments, your challenge. Right. Yeah. So it's actually what we
1: were just talking about. Um, It's hollymariehaines.com forward slash CEO week. And it walks you through five days of actually creating the schedule that I just described. So it talks about how to set up your themes, um, how to set up a schedule that works for you. um, And it's a five day challenge. It's free, Um, but it is a funnel. Yes. And it is.
0: I always say if you want to see how what Holly's talking about, the best way to see it is actually if you experience it yourself. And then what I also love about because I've signed up to it and I thought it was brilliant, um, that it's pre-recorded. So you've Mm -hmm. done it, it's a challenge, but it's pre-recorded, which is another way of actually everyone who's looking for efficiency. What a brilliant thing to do.
1: Yeah, now I will caveat and say we did do it live twice before we pre-recorded it. Again, like sort of listening to what people were asking and sort of um what questions to answer or whatever. But I found that people always ask me, what's your schedule? How do you make it work? And so this was our solution to answering it. And I wanted to do it in a way that holds you accountable so that you're actually doing it and you're not just like watching a video like, oh, that's great, I'll do that three weeks from now. Like you, it's dripped to you like one day at a time, like, hey, here's you know five minutes of what to do, now go do it. Um, and so we tried to bake in some like live accountability, but going back to time management for me, I was like, how do we automate this? How do we make this a great customer experience? That is something that's not me sitting at the keyboard every single day. And it, I and mean, it takes time to come up with that. Um, but that's like, ultimately what I like to teach is like how to figure out how to offer something really valuable to your clients, but in a way that protects your schedule and theirs as well.
0: Amazing. Amazing. And do you still stick with it now? I guess now where you, yeah, out of your corporate produce, do so you still stick with the themes and with that kind of schedule?
1: I do. Yeah. I'm a very, um, just like schedule oriented person, I guess is that I don't like change. And so it's just easy for me to like, and I know it works right. Um, to stick to it. And we were just talking about before the podcast, like my kids are going to be out of school soon. And so I don't have like, you know, 15 hours a day to build a business. Like I have obviously more time than I did when in my corporate job, but like, I don't want to spend all my time working. Like I want to travel and, like do fun activities with our girls. And so I do stick to this schedule um, pretty consistently. So I have different theme days, today's podcast day. Um, I still have one-on-one client day. Uh, my ultimate goal is no meetings Mondays and Fridays, which we're working towards. So it's like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're like all in, but then you've got like some flexibility on the ends. Um, so yeah, I still stick to it. It's like my bread and butter of what works.
0: Yeah, amazing. How do you how do you balance the kids? Because I guess there's a lot of moms listening, and yeah. that always comes into question, especially when the kids, you know, after school, school holidays. There's a, you know, how, what's your thought? Uh, what's your thoughts around that, and how do you manage that?
1: You know, I think there's like seasons, is what I like to say, and so there are seasons when they're in school, and it's much easier to run a business with them in school and a very set schedule. And I sort of know the business hours that I have. Um, There are also seasons when they're not in school. And that's honestly when I rely a lot on my husband and he's actually a pretty big part of our business now. And that was one of the decisions we made when I left corporate was, okay, how do we do this together? And how do we do this as a family? So we actually sit down on Sundays and go through the schedule from a business perspective and a family perspective. So like as an example, when they're not in school, I might not have meetings during the day on let's say Wednesdays, but Wednesday evening, I have a call with my mastermind, but they know at eight years old what a mastermind is and when my calls are. And so they know that they get to do something with me, you know, for fun during the day on Wednesday, but in the evening I'll have a call. And so we just try to make it very integrated into our life in terms of what's happening and when. I think the days kind of all blend together now, if I'm being honest, (laughs) but that's how we kind of make it work. Um, It just depends on what season we're in and where we're at. And um, I think communicating with who needs to do what and when and how to make that work.
0: And do you have like a shared schedule for the week? Because I think one of the things I'm personally struggling sometimes I might make a schedule, but my boys, I have two boys, six and eight. And they're like, no, uh, -uh, no, that's not working for us. Yeah.
1: I mean, my husband and I have a Google calendar. The girls are not using that. Uh, We actually have a whiteboard in our kitchen. It's very basic. And I literally like write down the day and then I'll just write down their activities so that they know but if I have a meeting that is outside of like their school hours, I will write that down so they can like visually see, Hey, mom has a meeting at night. Or like this morning, one of my international clients I met at like 7:30 in the morning. So they could visually see that that was happening. And then they adjust because they're just like part of the conversation as opposed to like me trying to work it in and be like, oh, I just have to do this. And then they get frustrated and then they're like, oh, you're working all the time where if you make them a part of the conversation, it just makes it easier. They don't use Google calendar yet. Maybe one day. (laughs) I love that. I'm buying a whiteboard immediately. (laughs) Yeah, it really helps. It really, it's super basic. It takes me like five minutes, but um, just so they can like visually see what's happening. I love that. I love that.
0: So tell us more. So you have your challenge so people can explore you on the podcast and then you have a mm-hmm. membership and you have a mastermind. So tell us yeah. more about the
1: value ladder. What have you else have you got going on in the business? And Yeah. So the value ladder is a great question. Um, one of the things that I love to talk about is how to build a product suite based on one, what you already have and two, what you already know. And so I actually started backwards. I started with the mastermind. Um, one, because I knew that I had the corporate experience that I could apply right away. Um, so I started there and worked backwards. So I hosted the mastermind. We're in our almost third year of the mastermind. Um, and then realized that like, not everyone is meant for a high ticket mastermind. So like, what's a great stepping stone for that. And so we created our membership. Um, the membership model is something that I'm also super passionate about from a time management perspective, because I didn't want to just create a course that just like sat out there. And with a small audience, like I had, I knew that like having a $97 course that I was going to sell to hundred people, like, wasn't going to like get me to retire. Right. Like it's not going to work. So again, I started with the mastermind, then created a membership model, which is passive income. So it's predictable. Um, I like it for my members as well, because I'm able to serve them on a much more personal level. Like we can change the content as it makes sense. Um, I can still have like a group coaching community where it's not just, hey, watch this video. Like I'm able to serve at a higher level than I would of course. Um, and then we you know, finally created the CEO Week Challenge, uh, which is recorded, but it's sort of like the stepping stone into our product suite. Uh, And then just for fun, we actually created a like physical quarterly planner, (laughs) which if I'm being honest was just like a passion of mine I I wasn't real sure where it fit in the value ladder because I don't think selling a paper planner in a pandemic was probably made sense on paper. But I love it and my clients love it. And so it's been super fun to have that as well.
0: And it's a great, you know, because actually um, adding the physical product to your kind of digital product is a great combination. So from yeah. a client experience perspective, I know people love it. So that's, yeah, cool. well,
1: I my background actually in strategy is around customer experience. And so I did a ton of research on like, what does a membership look like? And like, what do people actually want? And there's a lot of research around having like a physical tangible thing, like for people to, to touch, right? Like they feel like they're like a part of you and you're a part of them. So even if you don't have a planner, like if you have a course or a membership, like sending them a thank you note or sending them a booklet or a PDF, like to welcome them, like it really just like 10 X's the customer experience. Um, And one of the things that we teach, again, which is a huge time saver, is the 80-20 rule, which is if you pour, you know, 20% into or pour into your top 20%, it's going to be 80% of your income. So it really does make a big difference to have that like tangible, physical, like touch with your clients, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. And you know, you've mentioned, so you've started with mastermind and did most mastermind clients then went into the membership or did you have kind of a, a different traffic generation strategy yeah. for the
1: membership? So it's, it's like this circle, um, which is really fun. So after you go through the mastermind, we actually have an alumni program. Um, and so you graduate to the alumni program. I like to say that my mastermind members like join us for life. Like I don't want to let them go. And we become like, we're just like this big family. Um, And then as part of the alumni program, you actually get access to the club membership. So it's really cool because the club members get to learn from the mastermind members and vice versa. So you can like go in and out depending on what level of support that you need based on where you're at.
0: Amazing. That's incredible. Well, thank you so much, Holly. I think this has been amazing. We'll definitely uh, leave all the links to connect with you. And, but how, what what is the best place to follow Obviously your podcast, make sure you all subscribe to Holly's podcast. It's incredible. And on Instagram, right? Where else are you most likely to hang out?
1: Yeah. So the podcast is Crush the Rush. Um, Instagram is Holly underscore Marie underscore Haynes. And honestly, the best way to get to know me is to take the CEO week challenge. So just go to my website, um, hollymariehaines.com forward slash CEO week. Um, I'm in there answering comments every day. Like it is me communicating with you, answering your questions. Um, So yeah, that's where you can find me. Incredible. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you.